Welcome, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Bellies, Babies, and Beyond podcast. I am your host and parenting coach, Debbie Fazio, and I'm so excited to bring to you a podcast that discusses all topics from pregnancy and childbirth right through into parenting. Over my almost two decades working with new and expecting families and raising my own children who are now in their 20s, I have met some incredible experts, and I'm excited to share them all with you because we all know it takes a village. Hello, everyone, and welcome, Angela. Thank you so much for joining, Angela. Thank you for having me. I'm always excited to hang out with you. Angela, you are so incredible. You are, are doing something that is really such a gift for people. I know that you've been through this yourself, and it's so important to really enlighten that because, or highlight that because. I find that often when we can take journeys that we've been on and and turn them into helping other people follow those same paths or or get help and support in those same journeys, it's amazing. So thank you so much for just being such a good heart worker and really helping here in the surrogacy space. So you are part of the Canadian surrogacy community. And I want you to share with everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do. And the topic for today really is debunking some of the myths around surrogacy. So we're going to deep dive into that as well on our on our recording today. So tell us about you. So I am a mom of four kids and a stepmom of two kids. Uh, It's a it's a household that goes around in circles and we kind of love it. I have a blog that's called Musings of Organized Chaos, um, which is really fitting. Um, and it's, it's for me, it was all about, you know, being able to carry and watching other people struggle through it and came to a place of going, I always felt like a higher calling that there was a way I could give back and this ended up being it. So I've been a surrogate now three times. So three, wow. three boys, all boys, um, that have been to parents who were same-sex couples who really needed both a donor and a surrogate. Um, and I have amazing relationships with all of them. That's incredible. Well, I'm blown away. Every time we chat, I just am so wowed by your enthusiasm and your knowledge. I think that's really important. You found a need for this and you dive right in, like both feet in. Um, uh, I think so, it was actually in my second journey. Yeah, it was my second journey. And that someone said, you should start an agency. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so that's kind of how the business took off. I ended up being, you know, um, yeah, you know what? There's a need here. So there's a few agencies in Canada, um, but there was holes in what was actually being provided. So it kind of said, I could, I could create something and it'd be super amazing to kind of keep pushing and striving for better. Um, because I think when we stay stagnant with anything, um, we, we come to a place of not perfecting our craft. And, and this is something why, you know, we're always evolving in the industry and connecting with new people to create a great dynamic team um, like yourself. And being able to offer amazing services to the intended parents and surrogates and donors. So, so yeah, so that's kind of how surrogacy community came to be. Yeah, I love that because you have built sort of a village or a community. We always say it takes a village to raise a baby, but now it may take a village to help you get pregnant. So, you know, thank you for creating that 
that community. Um, I know that the first step for someone who might be experiencing fertility um, issues would be to call a fertility clinic. Mm -hmm. but that might not be the only person they should be calling. And I know for me, if I had to do that right now, I, other than that, I wouldn't know who else to call or what I would need to do. So what you do is really, you're, you're that friend or that knowledge, knowledgeable support and guiding them, not only through the process, but connecting them with all the people that are out there as well. So can you, you know, today it's talking about the myths of surrogacy and tell me a little bit about, some of the main things that you've heard that were myths, concerns, problems over the years of you doing this that you want to kind of debunk today? Yeah. So, I mean, surrogacy is a big umbrella. Um, and I know, you know, when people come to me, a lot of times they find me before they find a clinic, which is actually preferred because we've created such an amazing team of clinic lawyers, counselors, and so on that we actually love to be the one to say, look, these are the people we worked with and we worked with everybody. Um, and these are the ones that we prefer. And the reason we prefer them is because they do an amazing job. And so, you know, patient driven care is our number one, um, you know, driving force behind this. And we want everybody to feel like a human being. And unfortunately, Infertility, because private fertility clinics are popping up all over the place, um, infertility has become expensive um, and there are a lot of misconceptions about things. So I guess one of them was, you know, PGTA testing has become, and I'll explain what this is, it's become um, a bit mainstream. And so, you know, if you're a woman and you want to PGTA test your embryos, what this means is they... They basically would take eggs, take sperm, fertilize, and then they would grow them to five-day blastocysts. So they're already at the stage where, you know, growth is happening. And then they would freeze. Before the freeze, they actually take a small biopsy of the outer rim, the cells that make up the placenta. Um, and they basically send them away. Uh, freeze the embryos and they come back with the result of mosaic aneuploid euploid. So this is one of the biggest myths people say, we'll just test our embryos. But none of my first ones were tested. So my first two journeys weren't tested and there's a lot of ups and downs. I always say, please talk to your doctor about what this looks like. It can be expensive. It can be upward of three to $5,000 to test your embryos, but you might be young you might be somebody who doesn't really need this. Um, and it's become a bit mainstream. Now, some people's mentality is if you're getting a surrogate and you're asking her to do this, we want to maximize our chances of her not having a miscarriage or failed transfer. And so what this does is looks at the chromosomes across the board um, to make sure that XY chromosome, everything is is perfectly lined up, that there's no things like Down syndrome, um, trisomia. So those things are looking for all the common ones that could be a problem. For a woman over 36, 38, then this might be recommended. But everybody just is assuming lately, oh, just test her embryos, test her embryos. But it's not necessarily something that you should or have to do. Um, so that's the number one, because it's, it's quite expensive. Um, it's always a conversation. Please talk to your doctor about whether this is even necessary. 
surrogacy myth. So a lot of people are confused in Canada about the US model versus the Canadian model. And this is a big one. The Canadian model is what we call altruistic. The ARHA is um, a legislative body that basically tells us what we can and cannot do. And under there, the regulations say a surrogate cannot be paid to have a baby. In the US, it, in some states, not all, but in some states, it's commercialized. So there you, you would pay an agency a, so much money for the whole package and out of that, the surrogate would get paid. Okay. We are constantly going over the misconceptions of what this looks like in Canada. Now, what can I just pay a surrogate? Do I have to have a relationship with her? Do I have to know her? Can I just pick up the baby? There are a lot of very strange convoluted things that come out of people doing maybe too much research um, around the world. Because again, go Europe, go to other places, other countries. It's very different. So in Canada, we rely on women to essentially volunteer. And I know this sounds crazy, but, but that's the reality is that they say, look, I've had great pregnancies. I want to help. This is where we are. And their expenses are paid. So there is a cap amount every month to basically use if they need that, you know, things like prenatal vitamins, maternity clothes, time off work, daycare for their kids, mileage to go to appointments, anything like that. Um, you know, some groceries, maybe they need to have, um, you know, internet specifically for getting a hold of them or Zoom subscription to talk to their IP. So there's a whole bunch of legitimate things and they just keep track of their expenses. And then their intended parents send them um, money every month. That's how our program runs. Um, there are a lot of myths around, is it your baby? Um, a lot of things and I'll say, it's not your DNA. So we do what's called gestational surrogacy and it is different than traditional surrogacy. It is not common in Canada, it is legal, but I know that our lawyers, our lawyer team, they, they don't prefer for sure traditional because it does muddy the waters slightly when you are also the genetic egg. Okay, so that makes sense. So traditional would be, I'm a surrogate, we're using my egg and the family sperm. Yes. Versus the, what, what was the other name that you called it? gestational gestational is someone else's eggs and sperm fertilized outside and then put inside the surrogate yeah 100 okay so okay. we don't do traditional surrogacy because it comes with a whole bunch of risks and legalities we just don't ethically want to get involved in and it's not necessary you can get a donor you can create your embryos and then find a surrogate so that's what we do and so we talk about the you know, do you share blood or do, so there's a lot of like, but technically you share some DNA. No. So there's, there's, you're basically the vessel. You're the uterus, this perfect little home that we, we put the embryo after it's already grown to the five days um, and froze. They would thaw, they would place the, um, the embryo in there, which is painless. It's like a pap test. Um, and, and then that's it. You are just the warm and wonderful lining that this little embryo will nestle into. I love and it. So this is so coming from a very simple mind when it comes 
to how I'm thinking about this. Basically, the surrogates that you work with are almost like the little Airbnb baby yeah. that are just hosting your little one while it's growing. But just because you've been there for nine months doesn't mean you own the place. <laughs> no, no, that's definitely not the case. Um, there is one other, I mean, the legals too, people are, in Canada has changed a lot over the last few years. And so even afterwards, they're like, you know, do I go on the birth certificate? So there's so there's some myths about that. For the most part, in, in all provinces, we're pretty advanced now. There are some who need to play catch up. Um, but most provinces, the surrogate never goes on the birth certificate. The intended parents go right on the birth certificate. Um, in Ontario and BC, there's a very easy non-judicial process. So you don't have to go to court, you don't do anything. It's just paperwork you sign seven days after the baby's born, done. It gets filed, you get, you get your birth certificate, your social service number, whatever you want. And from there, it's, it's really an easy process. Um, in some provinces, there is a court process where they go and take the information and have to file it with the courts. But it's again, not super complicated and, and the surrogate doesn't go on the birth certificate. Yeah, I like that you really address, you know, a big thing here is that the process is easy, but there's a lot of legalities that could be difficult to sort of overcome and, and muddle through. So I love that what you and your team do is really just help two families come together or two people come together to make this, this happen. And you guys make sure that they're kind of following these rules and that it's fair on both sides. I love yeah, that's, that. That's why our slogan is families building families. And I love that. And it really is our job is to coordinate where I'm, I'm what you call project manager. And so essentially I bring people together in a safe space and allow them to have, you know, that communication where, you know, there's been pre-screening, you know, we've medically screened, we've checked everybody's, you know, finances at one end or criminal background checks. We do a lot of this stuff to ensure, you know, you can do an independent journey you can just find intended parents or a surrogate on Facebook in a group or whatever. I am not a proponent for thinking this is a great option. People still do it because they want to save money and not pay agency fees. And I understand that not everybody's in a position where they can, they can afford all of the costs that come with it. But if you can, um, I always, even as a surrogate, I always felt safer knowing that I knew what was happening um, and someone had my back. And so there was, there was always, and there still is always uh, a place. There's different programs, depending on your needs. Maybe you have a sister or a cousin who's offering to do it for you. Um, we have a different program for that. So we Amazing. are looking at unique programs, depending on what you need. Um, we had somebody who actually met on Facebook, um, intended parents who created a profile and put it out there. And they came to me and they said, we really want to have somebody to support us through this and keep us on the straight and narrow and make sure everything's done properly. And I'm like, great, that's amazing. So we- So you're uh, tailoring it to them. That's so yeah. good to hear. Yeah. That's so good to hear. Well, this is some great information. I'd like to wrap up with maybe you sharing a couple of things to consider for someone who is thinking about possibly being a surrogate. Maybe you can share some age restrictions or location restrictions, but some things that they should consider when applying. For sure. So the uterus is different than the egg. So we always say your uterus tends to last longer than your egg quality. So 
A donor is pretty much 21 to 32. Uh, surrogate can even be from 21 to 45. Um, and sometimes above, depending on her health. So she has to have good overall health, no major conditions um, that would cause a problem during pregnancy. Um, there has to be obviously a, a record of good pregnancies, um, no major birth complications. We wouldn't accept anybody say with preeclampsia or <clears throat> anything life-threatening obviously in her own pregnancies, but something like gestational diabetes managed a lot of people can do it through diet and gestational is kind of um it's a common one that we are able to manage really well so that doesn't necessarily rule you out so there's always things if you're not sure come ask um and and it really if you love being pregnant you know th that idea of i love this if you want to give back to the world in one of the most unique ways if you have that kind of mindset of helping others it is not for the weak of heart. <laughs> I feel like there is a lot of resilience and strength that comes with this because it's it's not always a walk in the park. Sometimes you have miscarriages. Sometimes you have failed transfers. Um, and it's it's really difficult to for somebody who, you know, to throw up their hands and say, no, I'm not doing it again. Um, when parents have committed and there's contracts and there's, so much money invested. So we really, we encourage people who are super committed, um, who understand, you know, it could take a couple times, um, but for the most part, the requirements are healthy, great pregnancies, no complications at birth and, you know, certain age. There is a BMI, I know this is one of the common myths too, if I'm over a BMI of, you know, 35 or whatever it is. Mm, we are always looking at that on a case-to-case -case basis. Um, so don't be discouraged by the idea that I might, you know, be carrying some post weight from last baby. I think we always do that. Um, I'm still carrying my post weight for 22 years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah. So don't stress too much about that, but That's that is right. the kind of requirement. And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear. And and just to clarify, Angela, what about someone who wants to be a surrogate that's never had a baby before? Are they someone that would qualify or is that something that would? That's a good question, actually. We are actually currently working with somebody who has not had any babies and does not want any. Um, we do take people in this scenario. We don't have a lot, but we have had people apply. This is the second one we've worked with and it is a very individualized program. So we do a lot more pre-screening with counselors um, to make sure they understand what they're doing. Cause that's, while it's still not their DNA, it's an experience they've never been through before. But that's not saying, look, you have this amazing, you're healthy, you have this amazing uterus, it's there. Their take on it is if I'm not using it, somebody else might as well use it. Um, so we just have checks and balances we put into place. So it's not a no, it's just- uh, A little bit more, a little bit more work. Yeah, <laughs> Angela, this is so great. I really appreciate you coming on and, and being candid about all this. I think what you've built here is incredible because it really is a community for both sides, the parents and the surrogates. And all those questions, all those concerns, all those things that we maybe even never thought of, 
you guys have really put that all together and, and your whole team is there to support these, these families on both sides. So thank you so much for everything you do. I'm going to put in the show notes where everyone can find you. So whether you are a family looking for a surrogate or some help, or whether you are interested in becoming a surrogate, you can reach out to Angela and her team and, and figure out what your next, next steps are. So thank you so much, Angela. And thanks everyone for tuning in today. Thanks for having me. Take care. Thank you. For the most precious moments. Well? <gasps> it's positive. Oh, oh my honey, gosh, amazing. I can't believe we're that's pregnant. I'm so excited. Oh, oh my goodness. Awesome. So now what? Well, we contact Precious Moments Babies, of course. They have us covered from prenatal care to birth, postnatal support, and sleep counseling. Babies has over 14 years experience and a team of amazing PNSWs, nurses, and doulas. Babies is always available to help you 24-7. Visit babeez.ca.